Welcome to the Invisible India podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Abhishek. We are a cross-cultural couple doing life in India, exploring the lesser-known mysteries of Indian culture, interviewing fascinating figures who have chartered new territories, and sharing life as we raise our multicultural family amongst the complexities of modern Indian life. Today on episode 12, I have with me John Ryder, founder of HindiUnlock.com. Today's episode is Learn Hindi Like a Pro. There are dozens of products and courses out there that you can find online, but what really works? What is difficult about learning Hindi? And what do you need to know about learning language as an adult? In today's episode, I'm interviewing John Ryder, who is a linguist, translator, web developer, cultural trainer, and overall cultural liaison and founder of HindiUnlocked.com. He's become a friend over the years through our community and commonality of pretty much being total Indophiles, wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> John is one of the only non-Indians who I've met who has become fluent in Hindi as an adult. So now his mission is to help others to learn not only the language, but the cultural underpinnings on which these rapidly changing sociocultural landscapes of the Indian subcontinent hang. His program, Hindi Unlocked, is included in the show notes, and we'll be talking more about that. So, chaliye John Ji. Chaliye shuru kiya jaye. Ham thoda Hindi sikhne ki baare mein baat chit karenge. Zarur. Thanks so much for taking the time to do the interview. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here with you on the show today. We're in your home studio, which is pretty awesome. How old is this building, your home here? Uh, the building that uh, we're living in right now, it's on the banks of the River Ganges in Varanasi. And it's about a 300-year-old building. It's way down in the gullies, so you're really <laughs> getting the authentic Indian experience yes. staying here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, so I'll start just learning about you a little bit, and then we can get into more of the technical details. So... Tell us about your background, what interested you in India, and how did you get into learning Hindi? Yeah, great. Um, well, I uh, decided to take a gap year after high school, and uh, that led me to traveling around a bit. And I found myself in India, and I really just enjoyed the culture, I enjoyed the food. And although I, I didn't really have much of an interest in language prior to my visit to India, I, I started to get really interested in language and in especially the language of Hindi. And uh, that led me to beginning to learn language myself, to just develop my own system uh, for learning Hindi. And I actually did attend uh, university here in the city as well. Uh, I graduated from uh, Banaras Hindu University in linguistics, but I had actually learned Hindi prior to attending university. So yeah, that's a little bit about me, just what I've done and my, my interest in the language. And uh, I ended up, as you say, you, you can... You can come to Varanasi, but you can never really leave. And I think that's that's kind of what happened uh, with me. And uh, I met my wife here, um, who's Indian, grew up in Varanasi as well, and uh, uh, just settled here and made my life here. Nice. So how did you actually go through the process of learning Hindi? I met you were in your 20s at that point. So how, how did you actually go through that process? Well, I mean... 
as with anything, you you try a few things. You try to find out what works. You get advice from other people who are, are learning and are doing the same thing. So I tried several programs. I tried, you know, several books, etc. But really, what happened was I, I kind of created my own system for for learning the language, and I. I think that's what a lot of people end up doing because, as you mentioned earlier, there are so many different learning styles. There are so many different ways to learn a language, and and so what I what I ended up doing was kind of taking the input from some others who were learning and and seeing what worked for me, kind of combine that together um, into a program, into a, a way of learning. If I'm wanting to learn Hindi. What should be my goal if I want to become fluent? What does that even look like? Well, first of all, fluency isn't really a linguistic term. It's more of a popular term used to express the fact that we can communicate on a general range of topics um, with much ease and be understood. Nice. And so I think what we're talking about when we say fluency is we want to be able to easily talk with other people about everyday activities mm. because well realistically there are different areas within language there are different almost regions if you will within language and you're not going to be fluent in all of those regions even in english you and i in some of the intellectual spheres or in some of the the specific fields, whether that be medicine, you know, whether that be engineering, there are going to be all these words that we don't know, even in yeah. English. And it's the same within Hindi. You think you know Hindi, sure, but then you go to a meeting of Ayurvedic doctors in Hindi, and then you're totally lost. Yeah. So what we're really talking about is general fluency, as far as you're able to talk about everyday activities and, and what you're doing and you're able to have a conversation with people about life and about basic things. If you want to get into those different spheres of language, whether that be business or whether that be religion or politics or any, any other sphere, there's got to be a whole new set of, of vocabulary that you have to uh, learn as well. Yeah, I hear you. So it's what you're saying is it's highly contextualized. Hindi is a highly contextualized language, and the sets of vocabulary that you need to have, the way that you talk, is going to be different in in so many different scenarios and contexts. Absolutely. So, so why do you think so many people are wanting to learn Hindi? It's not Chinese, where there's a clear business purpose behind le- learning it. You know, it's not like you need to know Hindi to do business in India. You don't Mm. necessarily. I mean, on the level that you and I are, where we're doing more like social entrepreneurship. But if you're working in a corporate world, you don't need to know Hindi. What's the advantage of learning Hindi? I think every language has has its own leanings, so to speak. You know, English has become, you know, a language of science or German is a language of science. And Mm -hmm. there are other languages that lean towards maybe specific things. And I would say Hindi is really a language of art. It's a language of 
religion, the language of the heart, you know, and to really connect and, and have relationships, people at a deep level to, to truly, as you said, understand culture and in, in the process of learning ourselves, be transformed by that culture. You, you really have to learn Hindi to appreciate that. There's so much that's been written um, as far as poetry, art, and, and especially when you get into understanding and studying Hinduism, if you want to study philosophy, Hindi is a, is a language of philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I think those of us that are more involved in, in social endeavors, whether that be, you know, even if it is associated with business, if you do want to interact with society, um, whether that's uh, from a social work perspective or, or NGO perspective, really being able to communicate with people in their heart language and connect with them at a deep level just opens up whole new worlds for you. Totally agree. It's And to use the name of your own creation here, it's Hindi is locked within the people. Mm. They're not going to open it up so easily. It's yeah. not as such an... Indian culture is not such an accessible thing. It's not such an accessible world without understanding the languages behind that. And I think that we could go on about colonialism and all that, but mm. I think that the language really is a tool or a, a doorway to the culture in many ways mm. that might not necessarily be true in other parts of the world because I would say that many Indian people that I've interacted with that even are fluent in English will only let you so far into their lives Mm. unless you really are able to speak their heart language, something that connects with their their upbringing, with their culture, with their dharam, with their uh, sanskar, Mm. you know, with, with their... You know, parivar, ghar, ghar English is failing her. <laughs> English, see, this is it. You, you're totally getting it. This is, this is. These are the words that don't make sense, and yeah, you, know, you can't. Exactly. There's no words for these things in English, exactly. and if you don't understand that, you don't understand the beauty of Indian culture, and it is really locked within the people themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, once you have that key of language, even a little bit of language, people will really start to let you in, and. And you'll gain so much from learning deeply about the people, about their views. And I really appreciate, John, what you're doing through helping other people, not just to learn the language, Mm -hmm. but to learn the connecting pieces that help them to learn about Indian culture. You really can't, can't learn about Indian culture, Hindu culture, outside of the confines of a relationship. I think that's an area where people need to um, be aware of and need to have some improvement there. One of the biggest challenges for people learning Hindi is to understand the genders, the feminine and the masculine gender. I see. Um, And that's where people really struggle. They either obsess about it and it becomes too complex and they just give up and mm-hmm. they just, everything's in the masculine you know or everything's in the feminine which is totally wrong or can you give an example yeah. of that so people that might not 
know to be, for so, example. So, for example, um, chai is feminine, and in certain tenses that changes. So, for example, I could say, this is my chai, even though I'm a man, chai is feminine, so the possessive marker my actually has the feminine ending because it's it's referring yeah, so to ye, chai. Ye miri chai, ye miri chai so instead of ye mira chai hai, like mira would be the masculine, masculine it's ending. ye miri chai hai. this is my chai yeah I hear you saying and in the vocabulary courses uh, that I've done and I don't have the vocabulary up on Hindi Unlocked yet you guys can wait for that but in private classes that I do, when we teach the vocabulary, what I do is I make sure that people learn every new vocabulary word with a marker that mm-hmm. agrees with it. Whether that marker be an adjective that inflects to the masculine or the feminine ending mm-hmm. based on if the object is feminine or masculine. Right. Um, so, for example... Chai, as we've already said, I wouldn't just teach someone chai means tea. I would say, mei chai, mei chai. And then the student knows that chai is actually feminine, and they learn that together. They learn the new vocabulary together with the gender marker. I see, or like mi tea chai, or mi tea chai. A chi chai. A chi chai. You could learn C-T, any of those combinations C-T. would tell your brain that chai is yeah. feminine. That's really, that's really helpful. Yeah, so specifically, as far as what my system would entail or, or how I would go about learning the language, I, I tried to divide things into as small bite-sized pieces as possible. Mm-hmm. A lot of the language programs that are out there today are heavily focused on building vocabulary and yeah. learning vocabulary. Yeah. And that's great. You, you need vocabulary. You need to build uh, vocabulary. But actually, initially, the system that I was using and the system that the program that I was a part of focused so heavily on vocabulary that they said, don't learn grammar for the first three months. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm a rule breaker. So, of course, I, I bent the rules and broke the rules uh, with that program because I felt like grammar is... It's so important. It's not something that we should be afraid of. So often, you know, people hear grammar, they're afraid of grammar. Yeah. But but actually, if you think about it, grammar gives us the rules. It gives us keys by which we can unlock language. Mm. Um, and that's where I got the idea for my website, Can Be Unlocked. Mm. So a lot of those keys, um, for example, we think about a tense. How do you say something... In a tense, how do you say I do something on a regular basis? I give you those rules, and then you can apply those rules in any context with any verb. So I can give you a basic rule. I can teach you one or two pronouns, and then I can say you can take any verb and you can use this exact structure to apply that verb and to use that verb in this specific tense. And so if you think about this mathematically, I teach you one structure. You have this pronoun, it takes this ending, 
and you can take any verb that I give you, and literally, with one rule, now you can say thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of things. Based on the gaps of the current language tools in the market, you feel like grammar is one of the missing pieces, and an accessible way of grammar, not like a rote memorization kind of grammar. So using these tools to help people figure out for themselves how to speak Hindi. Is that mm. fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at any of the, the major products out there, um, whether that be Rosetta Stone, whether that be Duolingo, or any of these. They're, they're heavily um, centered on vocabulary, and they're operating off the assumption that you should learn language as a child learns, as a baby learns. Why should you learn language as a baby? You're an adult. You already learn language as a baby. You can understand these basic grammatical rules and you can apply them instantly. These programs leave your brain to figure out the grammar rules somehow magically by yourself. Mm -hmm. Why? Because maybe people are afraid of grammar. They don't want to bog you down with grammar. But, but we have to realize grammar isn't something that bogs you down, but it, it's something that gives you the keys that really unlock the language and, and unlock the ability to, to be able to say something in many different ways. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, I also did one of these programs that encourages you to delay the grammar portion and encourages you to learn like a child. And it worked for me, but it is very disorienting to mm. your brain. I wish I could go back and redo some of the ways that I had learned because I think there are some gaps in that exist in the, in the marketplace, especially for Hindi products. And almost is like your brain that part of your brain when you're learning in that way of just learning vocabulary and point and listen, uh, your brain gets very jumbled. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if there is a way to avoid that mm -hmm. when you're language learning. Um, my, my rule of thumb would be learn less and practice more. Um, and that's where the, the concept of drilling comes in to mm -hmm. language learning. Grammar is important, but at the same time, to solidify it in, in our minds and to make it natural to produce, we spend a lot of time drilling. Mm -hmm. And that's part of our model as well. You know, I was just thinking, what if we just, for uh, the sake of argument, had a little experiment here, just took some time to demo for you what this actually looks like? Yeah. In Hindi, the pronoun for I is may. Now, may begins a sentence, and we have to use the helping verb with may the majority of the time. So the helping verb for may is whom. May, whom. I am. Okay? I am. Verbs in Hindi always end with the na. N-A. Na. The first thing that we want to do to any verb in Hindi is take off the N-A. So you remove the Na and you're left with the root of a word. For example, Ana means to come. Now, before we use that verb, we're going to drop the N-A, leaving us with A. 
Now we have the root of our verb and we can plug it in and use it to do anything we want. So for example, going back to mehun, I am, add the appropriate uh, ending for the present habitual tense. Okay, if I'm using big terminology, don't worry about that. If you're a man, add ta to the end of our verb root. So a becomes a ta. If you're a female, add t to the end of the verb root and a becomes a ti. Now we have to sandwich that in between our pronoun and our helping verb. Me atahu, I come. And if you're a female, you would say me atihum. So it sounds a little bit complicated, but if you see it on paper, if you see it in the videos, it's very clear, it's very simple. Now you've learned not only a phrase, I come, but you've learned the actually the structure of the language. And I can give you any other verb. For example, I can give you the verb jana. You know you have to take off the na. That leaves you with ja. Jana means to go, okay? You know you have to take off the na. That leaves you with ja. And then you follow the structure. You add ta if you're a male. You add t if you're a female. Me jatahu, I go if I'm a male. Me jatihu, I go if I'm a female. I can give you any one of a thousand verbs and you already know how to speak. And that's just the basic thing. From there, we, we layer on more complexity. We teach you how to add question words. Do you go? Mm -hmm. uh, we, we teach you uh, how to change the sense. Are you going? Will you go? Then we add more pronouns. We are going. We go. Um, are we going? And, and we add complexity in that way. So it, I would say it's a layered approach and there is a lot of practice. For each grammar lesson that I have, I have drill sheets that accompany that. Nice. So it's actually in the English and in the Hindi, you walk through the drill sheets and you practice. I am going. Mm -hmm. You are going. We are going. Are you going? Are we going? Mm -hmm. And it really gets your brain to uh, the point where it's, it kind of sucks in um, the, the deep structure of the language and gets you learning fast. So that's my advice is learn less and mm -hmm. practice more. That's really good. So this is almost like a programmer's approach to learning language of plugging in the HTML between the brackets. Yeah. <laughs> Is that fair? Absolutely. And <laughs> and I am a coder as well. And uh, it, it, it is, I mean, I would call it an, an algorithmic system for learning languages. Mm -hmm. And I even, I do have flowcharts in my videos as nice. well. So, so what, it, it's hard, maybe hard to picture what I've, I've mentioned in the audio setting. Um, but if you look at the videos, it, it's all visual. Um, I've got flowcharts and stuff. I, I actually was invited to um, the All India Institute of Linguistics. You can look up my paper. I presented a paper oh, on nice. pre presenting um, teaching language to foreigners using visual representation. Awesome. So, so this is really visual. It's, it's a way to visualize and conceptualize how the language 
works. That's awesome. So I want to ask some questions about just Hindi in general and what so you've obviously identified a gap that you see of a systematic, organized, visualized approach to learning Hindi. So that's a gap mm, that yes. you see. Are there any other gaps that you think are there of why it's so difficult to learn Hindi? One of the gaps also is uh, in learning the script, uh, which is Devanagari, the Devanagari script. Um, so often, again, adult students are taught as children would be taught in schools. Basically, you memorize the ABCs. Memorizing the ABCs does not really help you read Hindi. Um, what I do instead is, if, if some of our listeners are, are familiar with phonics, it's more similar to a phonics-type system where I teach you one consonant, then I teach you one vowel sound, mm. and then maybe I teach you another consonant. We take those together and make our first word. Then we rearrange the consonants and we create another word. Mm. Then maybe I, I'll introduce another consonant, another vowel. But what I've done is you start reading from the very beginning. I see. You're not spending hours and hours and hours memorizing some chart where maybe you can produce the sounds, but still you cannot put those sounds together and actually yeah. read. Um, so from the very beginning, it's again that layered approach. Introduce a consonant, we introduce another vowel, we introduce another consonant, um, and only later we, do we get to more the difficult aspects of the script where you have what are called conjuncts, yeah. two consonants together. Um, but from the very beginning, you're, you're reading Hindi. Yeah. You're reading the Devanagari script. Which I, I feel like is super important because... I would say one of the most important and neglected parts of learning Hindi if you're not a native speaker or you're not in this environment is the pronunciation. Absolutely. And the script helps you to be able to pronounce yes. words correctly. Because if what often happens in language programs people, the students are encouraged not to learn the script. Right. And therefore, they're writing words in in Roman, in English yes. lettering, and they're getting the pronunciation wrong. Well, yes. why is that? Because they, they haven't been introduced yes. to the actual uh, phonemes, the, the, the sounds in the language that don't exist in English or don't exist in their mother tongue. So they're not able to distinguish those differences and... As yes. a result, their pronunciation is off. Yeah, and the pronunciation, I feel like, is one of the, almost the unforgivables yeah. of Hindi when you're talking with a native speaker because you can have great vocabulary, yes. but if you can't pronounce it, people are not going to understand you. Right. <laughs> and that's a big issue, I feel, that's, that's in the current systems out there is, you know, how do you how do you really learn how to pronounce things and taking it from that transliterated perspective to actually retraining your brain to say no you need to make a completely different sound it's not you know k is not kh yes right there's nothing there's no sound like that in american english that mm -hmm. we can replicate you actually have to learn you know yes. the na the da the these are the important sounds that we have to learn and 
you can have the best vocabulary. And I would say people are can be a bit unforgiving when it comes to pronunciation. If you have very simple vocabulary, but you pronounce it well, people will be more likely to say, Wah, uski hindi kitni achi hai. Well, kitni achi wolti hai. Kitni achi wolti hai. But if you have lousy pronunciation and you have all these fantastic vocabulary, people are like, that's correct. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think learning the script is important, and I would advise people actually begin there. Uh, and people mm-hmm. say, should I really waste my time learning script before I, I even you know mm-hmm. learn the vocabulary? I would say yes, because that is in the long run that is going to benefit you highly as far as your pronunciation and. Being able to read Hindi is important if you're going to do any amount of work in India or if you want to live here or even visit for a while. I would highly recommend that you learn the script. And we, we have, of course, the script videos, the course. Uh, you can check out uh, Beginner Hindi Script on HindiUnlocked.com Super. to start there. So this sounds like a great way to get people started to get people going, to get people to understand the basics. So how do you take people from the basics into fluency? Because I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of people get stuck in the basics. In, I understand a little bit, I can say a few things, but how do you take them to that next level? And what are the places that people get stuck? I think people get stuck probably in the classroom the classroom is important it's necessary whether that be classes that you're taking um, whether it's my online classes the classroom itself isn't enough and at some point whether that's at the beginning in the beginning stages of your learning journey or towards the middle the most important thing is immersion, language immersion. So that's being in the environment of the language, being surrounded by people who speak the language more than anything, maybe even more than the course that I created, me living actually in India, living in Varanasi, living with an Indian family, spending probably 40 hours a week immersed totally in the language did more than anything mm-hmm. to help me learn quickly, mm-hmm. rapidly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where people are are missing out. Yeah. That's where the gap comes in. People think they can just learn from books. People right. think they can just learn in a class. You can't. You cannot become fluent um, unless you're immersed in the language, unless yeah. you're building friendships and, and relationships in that language. I think that's totally. probably the missing piece. I agree with you completely. I feel that, especially Americans, we want to hack everything. Yeah. And, you know, we, we try to hack language. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. You know, we can we can understand the language through tools like, like your tool, but becoming fluent, becoming familiar with a language actually changes part of you, in right. a sense, if you're really learning it. and. Language is about people. Language is a tool of communication that furthers relationships. It's not a tool in our career toolbox or something that we can write on our resume to get us a better job. And and I would say 
for people who live outside of India that don't necessarily have a huge community of Hindi speakers, or I would say this can apply for any Indian language in most cases, how do you find that immersive experience? What would you recommend for people who don't have access to Hindi speakers in every area of their life? I mean, with the Indian diaspora being all over the world, it's it's hard to find even a medium to small town where there isn't an Indian community. Yeah. But I would suggest that people spend a lot of time watching Bollywood movies, yeah. <laughs> listening to music, Hindi uh, music. I, I spent, gosh, I probably watched one Bollywood movie a week when I was uh, learning Hindi. And that can definitely go a long way to uh, providing uh, a more immersive experience. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of apps and stuff online as well. I don't remember the names of them off the top of my head, but there's one in particular that you can actually look for pen pals, mm. so to speak. It's a messaging app who wow. speak a specific language and who want to learn your language. Wow. That's a really cool tool. You can send audio messages. You can send text messages. You know what we'll do? We'll look it up and we'll put it in the show notes yes. for you later. Because that's really great. It's about that personal communication in that sense. You're learning from a person. You're not learning Absolutely. from a book. And you and I both know very well that the Hindi that exists now is not even the same Hindi that existed 15 years ago when you and I were in our beginning of our Hindi learning journey. Right. It's, it is regional. It's, it's, you have to change the way you speak according to age, where you're at, right. the status of the person you're speaking with, their right. age, your age, if they're more respected than you, if they're a child, if they're your employer, if you're their employer. I mean, these are all things that a book will not teach yeah. you. And that personal connection of understanding who you're talking to in what context is so crucial. What do you think is one of the most unknown or locked up, misunderstood things about Indian culture? that learning Hindi would help someone to understand? I think one of the most profound things or the, the most challenging things to understand is is family um, mm. and the expectations of family, yeah. how strong the family unit is mm. in India. Jessica and I share something in common. We are both married to Indians. I thought I knew a lot about the culture. I thought I knew a lot about <laughs> India. And then I married an Indian woman. And uh, <laughs> I discovered that uh, I had a lot to learn. Yes, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. And I think knowing the language definitely positioned me to, to be able to understand and to comprehend the importance of family and, and what family is. And the, the expectations that are there within the family unit that differ so much. And seeing that from the outside, even as a Hindi speaker, I, I couldn't really comprehend that until I entered into the context of, you know, a marriage to uh, an Indian woman and, and saw the process and, and became a son-in-law. Mm -hmm. they, they call me India Kadamat. So I, I'm the son-in-law of all of India. John Ryder, India Kadamat. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, I, I think more than anything, Hindi would prepare you to, to understand and to experience that. Um, even the relational words, you know, we, yes. we don't have words to say, you know, like our paternal uncle or, you know, maternal uncle or all these different things. Yes. Or whether is this my grandmother who's my mom's mom or my grandmother who's my dad's mom? Is it nani or daddy? But but with Hindi, we, we have access yeah. to those terms within very mean, simple words. They mean very different things and they have very different expectations of how you relate to them. Right. So, so absolutely. Family, family. That's a great answer. And that's a great closing comment of why Hindi does really need to be unlocked in many ways so thank you so much so john is giving a little a deal for anyone that's listening to this episode on hindiunlock.com if you use the code invisible india and that's one word invisible india you get a 25 percent discount on any of his courses so that's a sweet deal and i've peeked at some of his stuff and really solid it's really helpful you have stuff for beginners. You yes. have stuff for intermediate. Working on stuff for intermediate. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And just knowing John and his depth of understanding of the language and culture, he's not new to teaching people about Hindi. This is something that you know he's been doing for a long 10 plus years. You've been helping others to learn. This is solid material. So if you're interested in learning Hindi, obviously this is why I'm doing a, a podcast with John because okay. I want to highlight what he's doing. And I think it'll help a lot of people. So if people want to find you, John, where where else can they find you? Primarily your website is the best place to contact you. You can look out. on our website. Uh, we are on, of course, Facebook, uh-huh. uh, okay. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You can search for Hindi Unlocked. Super. Yeah. Awesome. So leave your comments for us on any of our social media platforms on the podcast. Thanks again, John, for spending this time with us. It's awesome. You're welcome.